Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. Today, we are going to talk about understanding desperation. There are varying degrees of desperation and varying factors, both internally and externally, that influence them. Desperation, defined by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary as a loss of hope and surrender due to despair or a state of hopelessness leading to rashness. The core root of most desperation is fear. So let's look at what causes this because the reason we're talking about desperation in this podcast is related to birth mothers, people who don't understand adoption, who don't understand our client, a lot of our clientele who hear stories about birth mothers who scam or who take advantage or who aren't honest in their intakes don't understand where they're coming from. That's not to excuse any of the behaviors, but it's to provide a groundwork of understanding. Because if you can understand why someone does something, it will at least help you have some empathy towards them. That doesn't mean you have to agree with their actions, but to be understand somebody and be empathetic towards them will help you relate. And again, We're trying to break down barriers so that we can all grasp why things happen and be more understanding, at least getting the reason why. You know, the word why is such an interesting word because it can be used positively, negatively in so many forms and fashions. All right, so let's go into the core root of desperation is fear. So internal factors that may influence somebody's desperation would be a lack of emotional support, a lack of a, of a support structure, low self-esteem, history of emotional or physical abuse. If they've endured tra- childhood trauma and have emotional scars, leading them to have the inability of trusting other people the inability to have and sustain positive relationships within their family, within their partner, within their friends. And so on this foundation grows desperation. Mm -hmm. These people who have experienced this and have fear may act in desperate ways. 
Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. And each little building block you put on that adds to more desperation. You know, each of those little things, not that they're little things. I shouldn't put it that way. Right. No, I understand where you're coming from. So external factors, things that may influence somebody outside of their their body, mm-hmm. but yet may affect them in how they respond, react, or behave would be if they're homeless, if they have a lack of resources. So if they are lacking food, money, clothing, transportation, uh, employment, if they're dependent on substance abuse, if they have a criminal history, they're going to be limited in where they can work, where they can go, how they can, you know, what control they have over, you know, maybe voting or things of that nature. If they have child protective services involved in their life, again, it is going to um, impose some restrictions and limitations and add some responsibilities that they have to complete. If they're in a large amount of debt, again, that's going to impact the choices that they make and the things that they buy and the way in which they live their life. It will also affect their wants and needs. All of the external factors will affect their wants and needs in some form or fashion, just like all of the internal factors. So if you've got the internal factors accompanied by the external factors, and again, if you're mixing and matching some of these, Mm -hmm. you are going to have somebody that is rooted in fear. And that's what we as a society need to remember, that desperation is coming out. It's really fear. Mm-hmm. They're afraid. So when birth mothers come into an adoption agency, they're pregnant and they've reached a point where they know that parenting is not an option for them. And that is a very hard, I guess, plan, thought internal agreement with yourself to come to, to know that this child is better with another family than with it, the child's own biological mother. That is hard. That is a woman that is, is desperate for help for her and for her unborn baby. A a parallel example to this would be in Haiti. We have a Haiti program Uh and there was a period of time where the orphanages were full. And what was happening was women were bringing their children to the orphanages because they knew that their children wouldn't survive with them. There wasn't enough food for them and they weren't able to provide basic standard living for their child. And they were being turned away because the orphanages were full. Right. And so that to me is unimaginable to have to get to that place in your head is unimaginable. And many people look at a birth mother and think she's doing something amazing, Mm -hmm. but it's unimaginable. Again, that is the mindset that we need to understand as we are working with birth mothers. So many birth mothers have reached a point of desperation due to the situations externally and internally that we've talked about. Mm -hmm. They may be homeless and they're scared to remain on the street due to them being pregnant. They know that they have to now not only protect their self on the street, but they have to protect their unborn child. They're more vulnerable being on the street now because they are with child. They're hungry 
and they're cold, or maybe they're hot if it's in the summer in Arizona, and they know they have to get off the street. They have to, because it's not good for them to be hungry, to be too hot or too cold, and be vulnerable on the street. Uh, They may partake in solicitation or prostitution, or maybe they're a victim of human trafficking, Mm -hmm. and they know now that they're pregnant again, they can't expose themselves to that lifestyle right now because it's not in their baby and their own best interest. Maybe they're trapped in a domestic violent relationship. And again, they're trying to make sure that they stay alive and their, and their baby survives because as we've talked about in previous podcasts, their risk of um, death is higher being pregnant if they're in a domestic violent relationship because the the violence escalates when when there's a pregnancy involved the birth mother may be pregnant due to a the result of an affair and they don't want their significant other to find out this is a, this is actually more common than people really i think realize that are not in the adoption community if a birth mother has a relationship with her significant other and he's incarcerated and she gets pregnant while he's in jail or prison and she does not want him to know that she has had a child, right? she will many times choose adoption. And the other situation is, is that if she has had an affair or she broke up with her boyfriend and then got pregnant and then they get back together, they may not want to jointly raise this baby. And so they want to place a baby in, in an adoptive, with an adoptive family. Um, we've had other situations where a couple is divorcing and they do not want a child caught in the mix of their divorce and they don't want to do co-parenting and a custody battle and, and so forth. So they choose adoption. I've had other birth moms, this is another very common one, that have found out late in their pregnancy that they are pregnant. And they have been informed that it's too late to do an abortion. And we're very grateful that they haven't chosen an abortion. Uh, Some women come to do an adoption because they can't afford an abortion. And again, we're very grateful that they're not choosing abortion because they don't want to parent. They're not, they don't feel they're able to parent. They're not in a place to parent. And so they, again, are coming to an agency for those reasons. Understanding those aspects, a common question asked by adoptive families is, especially if they've been scammed by a birth mother, is why would anybody scam an adoption agency or an adoptive family? Why? Why would they, why would anybody want to, to harm directly or indirectly, you know, an entity that's trying to do so much good or a family that really wants to become a family? Mm-hmm. By having a baby, why would anybody do this? And that's where we look at desperation. So honestly, the answer isn't a simple one. And it's not one that can even be understood by many unless they've walked in the shoes of somebody who has experienced extreme desperation. Mm-hmm. In short, desperate people do desperate things. That doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it excusable. It doesn't mean that it's okay and that it's even forgivable. And I'm not 
rationalizing why a birth, birth mother may lie, scam, trick, fool, or take advantage of an adoption agency or adoptive family by any means. Right. I'm not in their shoes and I'm not judging that. What I'm trying to get across to anybody listening is this isn't justification. This is a reason why. This is just so that you understand why. Again, doesn't make it right. But maybe if you can step out of the box of just saying, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't know why anybody would do this. I don't understand. And step back and say, okay, I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I'm very angry and I'm very hurt. But I see why. It gives you some level of understanding. And it gives you some control back. Yeah, because oftentimes when somebody is scammed or they're victimized, part of the difficulty is the lack or loss of control. And so if you have an understanding, then you can have some closure and you can take back that control and not feel so powerless. For the record, if when I meet with birth mothers, if I do feel somebody is scamming or doesn't have a true intent of placing, we actually don't move forward with them in our program. We do exit them from our program and we give them a food box and clothing and give them community resources because we won't take somebody into our adoption program that we feel is not of the intent to place their baby for adoption. Does that mean that there aren't some that are really good at this? Unfortunately, no, there are. There are some that can say all the right things. And we're not talking about the moms that genuinely change their mind. Right. We're talking about the moms that have an intent to not place their baby for adoption and take advantage of the program and the adoptive family. So as we stated, desperation causes people to do desperate things. And it can make you, if you really sit down and think about it, it can make you question your own values and morals about what you would do. And I'm going to go over some situations. I mean, there are some movies that I've seen that make you really rethink certain things and you hear stories and and sometimes you jump to the conclusion, oh, I would never do that. (laughs) And then you really think about it and you think, okay, I I can see it. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I don't want to ever go. Get it. Right. But I get it. Yeah. So Here's an example. Uh, A mother with a baby that can't afford formula and doesn't have the money or the means to get any. It's Friday night. All governmental offices are closed. Her baby's starving and won't stop crying. She goes to the store and she steals baby formula. As a mother with a starving baby, that's a hard one. Yeah. Again, uh, I know that there was a a, a news story about a woman called 911 because she ran out of formula and she was in this position and they actually brought her some. Now, I don't know if that's a common response or not. I think it was a beautiful response, Mm -hmm. but again, I don't ever agree with stealing ever, but you understand that her baby's crying and starving and that's a really bad spot to be in. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's another one. A mother lies about her address to get her son into a good school outside of the neighborhood she lives in, which is crowded with gang members, drug dealers, and juvenile delinquents. Mm-hmm. And Lying again, is lying. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, her lie is, is trying to protect her family. She's yeah. desperate. 
another one would be a mother loses her job and her housing when her boyfriend went to prison and she's pregnant, now living in a car with her two toddlers. She's trying to get a job, but has two small children and the toddler's father obviously doesn't pay child support because he's incarcerated. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's terrified of what will happen to her, her toddlers, and now her unborn baby. So there may be a birth mother that comes in to get the resources because she's desperate. Right. Again, if we know that she doesn't have the intent to place, we won't take her into our program and we'll give her resources. But at the same time, oftentimes it's not of malicious intent. It's desperation. Right. And if we can have empathy and just understand, again, we can take some of our own power back. And at the same time, we can forgive. Doesn't mean we have to forget. Right. But again, then we gain ourselves. And so many times when adoptive families, whether they've been with another agency and come to us or been with our agency and it happened to them, they're so, some are so angry and frustrated and hurt and the list goes on and on. And I'm hoping that this podcast can shed some light onto what somebody who is truly desperate may do to survive and it's not, again, it's not making it right, but it's just to, to bring a level of understanding. Uh, I don't often use biblical quotes in our podcast, but I think that we found a good one. Judge not lest ye be judged. And I think that that is a really good message mm-hmm. for everybody listening. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. If you're listening and you're dealing with an unplanned pregnancy and want more information about adoption, Building Arizona Families is a local Arizona adoption agency and available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112. That's 623-695-4112. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan or just get you more information. You can also find out more information about Building Arizona families on their website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thanks also go out to Grapes for allowing us to use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to us. We'd really appreciate it. We also now have a website at birthmothermatterspodcast.com. Tune in next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Raines.